right, what up, everybody? It's episode 11, right? Yes. Or 11, or whatever. I don't know. Of the Landing of Lansdowne podcast with your boys, Chris Ferrar and... What's up, it's Devin. And we are here again with the uh, Sox who are struggling, but not right now. Uh, we're they're recording this. Playing, they're currently playing the Blue Jays and they're up three to one and uh, just went to commercial. Can't tell you the inning. Wait, or not commercial, really? but an ad. Yeah, I got, I got bogey just, just walked. It's two outs. Uh, I think one on first and second. I don't know. Anyway, we're recording this kind of live right now, which is pretty sick. But um, it wouldn't have been sick if we recorded this live the uh, past couple games because, oh, my God, what the – what the fuck? What, what are we doing? We left our bullpen in Boston. We left we, the bullpen in Boston. We not only left the bullpen in Boston, we left the entire team in Boston because, oh, my God, the past couple games have just been horrendous to watch. So absolutely horrendous. My theory is they left the bats in Boston. They had to buy, go to like Dick's and buy new bats or something. They, oh, it's commercial now. All right. Yeah. But they, they definitely had to do something. Man. I, what was it? They were, I think, it's, is it really Cora? Do you think Cora being out with COVID is that big of a difference? 100%. Venable is a god awful manager. He, I don't. Oh, go you can be in Brazier with inherit, like with runners on base when he's already let up eight of 10. <sighs> Just Razor being on the mound stairs in the first place. And why are, why are we pulling Nasty Nate after, what was it, 72 or 82 pitches through like seven or eight? Why are we pulling him? He only had like, what, 84 pitches, something like that? At most. Like, why are we pulling him? Venable said he didn't want them to see the top of the lineup again. But, like, I mean, if a don't... pitcher is rolling, keep him in unless you have, like, an established like closer or something. Like, keep him in, dude. So, oh my god, so good. He goes with feel and he goes with the flow of the game. That's why he's so good. He doesn't go with, oh, well, the numbers say this. Like, obviously, it has some influence on it, but Corey goes with his gut. And that's why he's such a good manager because he's he has instincts like no one else. And he trusts his gut too, which is awesome. And he trusts his guys, he instills trust in his players. Yeah. Like when he put in Chris Sale to, you know, beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Great gut feel right there. Exactly. Oh, my God. But I don't know if Cora and his gut feelings can fix what the fuck is going in the bottom of the lineup. Dude. Shaw's got to go. Shaw has got to go. Shaw has to go. Bobby D's got to go. I, we could get to his first base playing on, like, a, a little is later. Bobby D advocating for you to say he's got to go? Uh, yeah, for me to say it. I've been his number one fan. Our password. Never mind. Not going to say that on air. <laughs> that would be bad. But God damn it. Oh, my God, dude. He's so depressing because, like, there's there's glimpses of potential here and there. But, like, you look at the batting average of all these guys, and, oh, my God, it's terrible. The thing is, Jackie Bradley is having a very good year for him, and that's fine if he's your nine hitter. But right now he's our six hitter. And that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, not only is he our six hitter, but he's still batting under 200. Or did he just get over the Mendoza line? He started off hot. I don't know what he's at right now. Um, for some reason, the website is only showing me up to Bobby Dalback, who is batting um, 161. 154. Oh, he got it up. Good for him. Well, I don't know. It, did you see like that from the game? Two or over the website. For this game. 
Oh yeah, so it's definitely gone down. Like I look at his at bats, and they're not even competitive anymore, dude. They're just so the whole thing is with him. His K rate is down, and his whiff rate is way up. So he's just like trying to put the ball in play. He's not actually trying to do damage. So like anytime he makes contact, it's just extremely weak. The, the fucking three of bats I've watched this game, he's just whiffing at everything, bro. Atrocious. It's atrocious. He, he was in a two-two count and he gets a fastball at his face and he swings through it. Like I know, I know you're professional pitchers and everything, but oh my god, dude. You but the can't whole thing keep is doing that. Do you rush Cassis and risk him and risk breaking him or do you wait till like june or july and call him up but how is it how is it really breaking him you know what i mean he's played in every cassis has played on every single stage in the world not only on the red sox he's played on every stage but he's played in the the olympics he's played on the the okay u.s now team obviously he's played in every single tournament you can think of he has done everything like the only next step is the MLB. He's killing it in AAA right now. He's been killing no, it in AAA, but the whole thing is he's our age. He's what, 22? Yeah. But I, my whole thing is wait a couple more months. He's hot right now in AAA, but let him like sustain it and then bring him up in June or July. But I think if we're halfway through May and Bobby's still not hitting, I think Cassis is up. It's not only is he not hitting, he's just not playing first base right. He's not playing baseball. He's just a deficit. Him and Travis Shaw are hurting this team. I don't know how Travis Shaw is still in the major league line. Well, his, I was listening to Sox Prospects uh, podcast, and they were saying how his contract's not guaranteed um, till May something. I think whatever that deadline is, I think it gets released the day before. And I think if they don't feel comfortable bringing up Cassis, like, yet, who do you bring up? Franchi Cordero? He's still striking out at a 30% clip in AAA. I would rather, like, chop my left ear off than see Franchi in a Red Sox uniform again. I mean, who else do you bring up? Their AAA lineup is not good. I mean, the whole thing is, like, there's no offense in right field, Jackie. I mean, you kind of expected that, and he's playing elite defense. So whatever. But if you wanted a spark there – like you bring up Jaron Duran, but you can't platoon two lefties together. That makes no sense. Yeah, uh, but I think if you put in Jared Duran and he hits above two hundred, that's probably just a plus compared to JBJ. My philosophy in baseball: Jaron's defense is so bad, he hurts the pitching staff. But doesn't make that much of a difference. Like, yeah, you're not going to get like an, an insane diving play. In this game alone right now on uh, Wednesday, Jackie's made two great catches. Yeah, but you, I think with experience, Duran already has the speed. He has the ability to um, do everything. Like, kind of just give him some more experience on the major league level out there. and he, can, he... I, I agree if we didn't have Jackie, but the whole thing is if everyone is carrying their weight in the lineup, then – you put Jaron in, but we have five major league hit, or we have six major league caliber hitters in the lineup right now. I know six on the Red Sox. On the on the roster, it's not even in the lineup. On the roster, their bench is atrocious offensively. 
that's why I'm saying put in casses, bring up casses, dude. Like, I don't know how much more ready one dude needs to be. One guy who I do like that I don't think that is very underrated, I think, is Connor Wong. The way okay. he yeah. catches Yavoldi, like he's so smooth back there and he instills confidence in the pitcher. I think I think him and Eavoldi work very well together, and that's your ace. And I think that should be taken into like account. And the other night when he was playing, he got the sack fly for the walk or the go-ahead run or whatever. And then the next game, it was a hit and run, executes it perfectly. Yeah, he might not hit 250, but he executes when it's that pressure moment. He executes. And that's really what you need out of a catcher because Vasquez is freaking atrocious with the bat. I mean, he's unbelievable behind the plate, but he's an automatic out. Yeah, but so is all the catchers. And, like, Pilecki is not amazing. Pilecki has a hit today. Yeah, yeah, today. (laughs) But he's hardly played. He only has, like, what was it, 15 at-bats or something? Yeah, but still, dude, like, we need need Vasquez from what year was it? Where he was, like, kind of borderline all-star. Was it 2019? I think 19. I mean, do you think he has that potential to ever go back there? No, and he's a free agent after this year, and Heim made it very clear that they were looking to move on because they had a trade in place for Jacob Stallings. I think it's very clear that they're going to let Vasquez walk. I can see that. Uh, I love him. Do you go trade a top prospect for Sean Murphy? Because that's really the only guy that would make a lot of sense in Boston, but his asking price is going to be super high. I just miss the days where we had uh, a stacked lineup, one through eight, really. But when we had, I don't know, when we had Schwarber and when we had Renfro in the lineup, like Renfro is off to a horrible start right now, which Renfro's he was. Terrible. Schwarber ain't too hot right now either. I know, but like they're, they're already established hitters. You know what I mean? Like JBJ had one hot streak in what, 2018? Whatever. I don't, know. I don't know what year it was, but we know what JBJ is and he's a defense first player. And that's fine if he's your fourth outfielder. But the problem I, is we have starting. I just think like defensive first and outfield don't really go together. My opinion, my expert opinion, totally expert opinion, is that I think catcher is the only position where you can sacrifice any offensive production. No catcher Everywhere hit, else. What'd you say? The only catcher that hits in the big leagues is Salvador Perez. And Sean Murphy does, but he plays in the Coliseum and all of his outs would be home runs in Fenway Park. Yeah, but like, you, you see what I'm saying? That is the only position where you're like kind of allowed to suck at hitting. You know, exactly. you're a catcher. Yeah, exactly. Jake Diekman just walked another guy. <sighs> yeah, I dropped him on my fantasy team so fast. Dude, like the thing is, so he's perfect in this role, in the seventh inning when you have a lead. But he's not a closer. Hansel Robles should be the defined closer. I don't know why they took him out yesterday. Oh, no, they didn't. Springer hit a home run off him, right? Yeah, he got rocked. He did, he did low-key get rocked, but they were out. But, uh, Dude, the whole thing is, I think the bullpen, like, Deakman has really good stuff. I mean, he's mid, mid-90s, but he just has no idea where the hell the ball's going. Yeah. Last I have trust in Matt Strom. I have way more trust in Matt Strom. Really? Strom has had one bad outing this whole year. I don't know, dude. I like, I like Deakman. I like Deacon because he's just – is he older than Strom? He definitely is, right? Deacon, or Deacon's like 35. Yeah. Strom's like late 20s. 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I kind of like Deacon just because he experienced. And I mean, he gets it done. Look what he did against the Yankees. Like that was fire. But he has his control is like a forty grade. His control and command is like a forty grade out of eighty. His stuff is up. He has plus stuff. Don't get me wrong. He, I mean, he's mid nineties with a hammer of a breaking ball, but he just can't locate it in high leverage situations. You need a guy to locate. That's why Garrett Whitlock is so good because he knows he can put the ball on a dime with plus plus stuff. How do you feel about Whitlock in the uh, starter role? I like it if we have a closer, but we don't have a closer. I think he's more valuable in pen. I, I have to agree on that one. I like him coming out of the pen because you know, like, no one's really going to get it. Over. The game's game over. Is over. But the start game against Tampa, I mean, that was comical. He just, like, walked out there. I mean, he, like, didn't even break a sweat. He let his nuts drag and he just shoved the entire time. He, and Garrett loves a different breed of, pitcher, of a pitcher. I mean, he just has this. He's not the most intimidating guy up there, but he just brings this presence where it's like you step into the box and you know you're screwed. You know he's going to get you out some one way or another. It's like a confidence thing, dude. My, my roommate, for example, he's a great pitcher. He does this like little underbite thing. Yeah. And whenever he does that, like you know it's over. Like no one's going to touch him. And whenever, whenever a pitcher like that gets his confidence, it's impossible to hit off him. Literally impossible. And Garrett Whitlock is proving that last year was not a fluke and that it was just, oh, there's no scouting reports on him. Garrett Whitlock is the real deal. I think if the Red Sox can go out and find a closer, he needs to be a starter. But with how the roster is constructed right now, I think he needs to be their closer where he pitches the eighth and the ninth and Hansel Robles pitches the seventh. Dude, the way the roster is like right now, I think you can't. The roster is like screwed. They need a bullpen. Like, there's so many guys that you can DFA in that bullpen and you won't even blink twice about it. Exactly. Like Brazier, Brazier, dude. Brazier, like he's a one inning reliever that you can't throw in high leverage. I know. It's, it's, it's impressive how bad it is. And his velo is down. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for him with all the stuff he went through last year with like, you know, he missed spring training and then in a rehab game gets tinned ahead. Like concussions suck and they really do screw you up. But at the end of the day, you're in the big leagues and you got to execute. He has not executed a lot. He didn't execute at the end last year. He didn't execute. He's doing awful this year. I mean, eight of 10 inherited runners, the last I looked, scored off him. He needs to go. I think Philip Valdez, he had that one bad outing, but, you know, he's been good the whole year. I think Strom and Deakman are obviously mainstays in that pen, and I think Hansel Robles should be your closer if you're not going to have Whitlock be your closer. Dude, what's good with Barnes? He's broken. Barnes is broken. Like mentally or physically? Because I have no I idea. Think, I think it's all mental. I think it's all mental with him. I think like, he's broken mentally. What what the fuck happened? I don't from- I think I don't know what happened, but you could just tell he's just something's not right mentally. It's not his it could be something with his mechanics, but at the end of the day, I think it's all mental. I think he's at the point now where he doesn't make a pitch. He's overthinking everything. I just I don't I don't understand how in the MLB you don't have like the proper coaching or something to help these situations. It's not that. I think like it's the problem where he's in his head. But you know? they they have mental performance coaches in the MLB. I mean, they at least have to. Like it helps a lot when you talk to somebody and work all these things out in your head. But at the same time, you're a big leaguer under immense pressure. I mean, you're 
the closer, quote unquote, for the Boston Red Sox in the AL East with the team that they have around him, like that's immense pressure. And I don't think he can handle it mentally. And I mean, bro, I, you, he's done it before. I, I think the second that he had a bad outing, I think it broke him mentally. And I think he just, you know, he makes a bad pitch and he overcorrects and then he overcorrects too much. And now he's in his head. What, why did that go wrong? And then he blames on his mechanics when in reality, screw it. You made a bad pitch. Who cares? Yeah. You spike Who cares? Everyone spikes one, but in his head, he's going, Oh my God, why'd that happen? And that happened to me after I got Tommy John. It was like, I would sail a ball and it was just, why did I do that? What was that? And then I would overcorrect and then spike a ball. I think it's the same thing with him where it's like, he's scared to make a mistake up there. I think every single baseball player has been to that point where you're scared to make a mistake, but you kind of, I don't know about you, but I reached a point where I kind of just said, fuck it. It really can't get much worse. That's the point he needs to get to. He needs yeah. to get to the point where he's like, screw it. I'm, that's where I think Nick Pavetta was last night. Pavetta pitched his ass off. Yeah. And Hilo was up. In the last batter he faced, he knew it was his last batter, and he touched 97. His Velo yeah. has been down the whole year, and he just said, screw it. I'm going to let it eat. He touched 97. His stuff, it wasn't the best, but you know what? He battled his ass off. And I think that's one thing about Nick Pavetta where – if the Red Sox had more starters, I like Pavetta in a setup role like he did in the playoffs. But the thing is, we don't have stars and yeah. star But you know what we do have? We have the nastiest double-A bullpen in double-A. Do we Do we actually? Frank Herman and uh, Jacob Wallace, bro, made upper nines, like, legit stuff. Like, would not be – and – I would not be surprised to see those two in Boston by the end of the year. And Brian Bayo, he's a starter. Boston needs to get him up right now as a reliever. I mean, so what, what's good on the stats with these guys? Do you have any? Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, Portland. You ever get scared when Sar Mars and or so? Dude, saying? they don't trust him, and I don't know why he's on the roster because he didn't. He doesn't pitch for weeks at a time, and then they just bring him in and he blows again. Then look what he just did. I, I know it's first and third, two outs. Like, oh okay, You're like he's got good stuff, but it's like, uh, I you don't trust him. You don't trust him, and everyone knows that, and he knows that too that they don't trust him. Dude, George Springer has been torching us. Okay, so. Uh, Frank Herman right now, he's thrown, or German, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I know, it's Herman, it's Herman. He's thrown eight innings, two hits, one run, zero earned runs in six games, and 15 strikeouts with zero walks. Damn. We're him in Boston right now. Damn. Jacob Wallace in seven innings, 1.29 ERA. Uh, Nine strikeouts, three walks, one hit by pitch, one earned. Now, do you think that's just double-A hitters? Or, like, are these guys legit? Have you watched them pitch? Legit. Bayo, he's their number one pitching prospect. In 15 and uh, one-third, he's a 2-3-5 ERA. And he struck out 24 and only walked four. I mean, they got some legit arms in with that Portland Sea Dogs team. They got some legit arms there. That you know what, like halfway through the year, end of the year, they need an arm. 
I could see them bringing them up rather than making a trade, and I would not be mad about it because these guys are upper 90s with a plus off like secondary offering. Yeah, but when do you when do you think we hit that panic button and just start like fucking yesterday? All right. All right. Well, that's there's the answer that we were all waiting for. The Red Sox get ahead yesterday, and then the bullpen comes in and like just blows it. And the whole concern over this team was we have no bullpen and we have no offense. And then we have offense and then the bullpen blows it. And the starting pit, the whole this team was supposed to be we're gonna rake and we have no pitching, but we're not raking, we can't hit. Dude, earlier this game kind of pissed me off. We had bases loaded, I think one out maybe. Devers and, uh, and JD just came back to back. Uh, yeah. uh, you can't, you one, can't. The one guy I give a pass to is Story just because, like, he shows up to spring training, goes home because his wife has a baby, and then he comes back and gets food poisoning. And it was like he signed late. He literally had no spring training. And Story had smoke. He, his at-bats being been getting better, and he smoked a ball. Story. Yeah, I hit a backside base hit earlier, right? He's the only guy that I give a pass to. Yeah. Other than that. TK is the one that's actually, oh, let's go. That boy. TK has been smoking some balls just right at guys. Like, I don't know. Dude, I, but it's killing. Average. Personally, personally, it's killing me because I have on my fantasy team and, and in MLB The Show, I bought a shit ton of his cars because I thought it was going to go gold. So I thought I would sell it and make a lot more. But, oh, my God, dude, he's batting what, one something? I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. My Wi-Fi sucks. You're good. God, dude, it really sucks. We're sitting like on one fourth of the way loaded. Damn, I'm blowing no, past you. Extended okay. Wi Fi, baby. He's hitting 188 with a 588 OPS. But his max exit V, he's barreling balls at a 74 percentile. Like, it's not like he's not barreling balls. He is. It's just going right at guys. Bro, but he's got. And he's like, walking at a sixty-two percentile too. Like it's not like he's not. I just feel like he has bad luck. Like, let me look at his Babbitt, if I can find it on Baseball Spot. Dude, but he's got eighteen strikeouts, only thirteen hits. Like for Kike, that's something. If it's Bobby Dalback, I get it. I mean, his is atrocious right now. Twenty strikeouts to ten hits, which is just trash. Bobby has ten hits. There's no way. Bobby has ten hits. Yep. Wow. Out of 62 at-bats. Less now, because I think – I don't know if these are updated yet. It's like, dude, what? I can't find his BABIP on Baseball Savant, but I think Kike is a product of getting unlucky because he is barreling balls, and the game I, – I watch every game. He barrels at least one ball a game, and it's just yeah. like hit at somebody. I think he feels good, and I mean, he is a streaky hitter. I'm confident he'll turn it around. You saw what he did. Dalback. Dalback. I, I think the book's out on him, what he can and can't hit. Ah, dude. Sorry, I just I hit my mic. I think this is Michael Chavis 2.0. I think it's Michael Chavis 2.0. Yeah, but Michael Chavis is on the Pirates, and he's kind of killing it right now. He was batting third the other day. Let me check yeah, out his stats three real quick. Three years later. Yeah, but. Dude, he's bad. Speaking of Michael Chavis, the guy that we got back for him, Austin Davis, out of nowhere, he's those 95, 96 now. I, I, I don't like it when he comes. I'm glad. I like, dude, he gets outs. He throws, he's a mid 90s lefty that gets outs. I mean, every time he comes in, like it, they're losing, but I'm like, okay, they're not going to score more. 
I think he's going to wind up earning himself like more high leverage innings. The ice horse is batting uh, almost 300 right now. Just, just so good for him, dude. I like Chavis. I, I like ice horse. I think he's kind of got screwed in Boston. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Bro, Austin Davis right now is in the 93rd percentile for getting whiffs. He's in a 65 percentile for fastball velo, and he's 78th percentile for uh, K rate. Austin Davis is freaking nasty this year. What is that going to go away, though? Because you know that one's not staying. What? You know that's not staying. He's thrown eight and two-thirds, and he struck out 11 with a 138 whip. I, dude, his fastball is ticked up, and I don't think Bloom is, is as good as identifying hitting as we thought, but I think he's a really good eye for pitching. Because the major league hitters that Bloom has brought in, yeah, like he hit on Renfro and, Schwar- and Schwarber, but like Schwarber was tearing it up before he got to Boston. Yeah, no, Schwarber's having like, a career year, so that's obvious. Yeah, but like Renfro was a flyer, but everyone else, like – I mean, yeah, everyone knew Kike was going to be good, but not as good as he was. So, like, don't get me wrong. But Kike's struggling right now. He just switches bat. Did he break his bat the last at bat? I have no idea, but I'm, I just noticed that too. Yeah. All right. like, it's getting up there, 186. 186. But a lot of the guys that, like, on this roster are all Dombrowski guys. Like, everyone's like, oh, like, Dombrowski couldn't build a farm. He's the one who drafted Halk and Cassis. Cassis, I believe, like to me, is kind of an obvious pick. Hauk like, is I, I'm, nasty, bro. Hauk is nasty, and that's a great pick because I didn't hear anything about him until like he kind of got up here. But Dombrowski was in Boston for three or four years. His only screw up was Jay Groom, and Jay Groom was like the best high school pitcher like on earth in the last like 15 years. Where's he at now? He's in double A. I mean. He got Tommy John, and then he got hurt again. It was just like, you know, injury after injury, and that's why he's, like, stuck in double A. But, dude, see, Kike's been barreling balls. That one finally fell. There we go. Oh, I got a hit? God damn it, you're a pitch ahead of me, asshole. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, that's so nice. Dude, he's been barreling balls just right at people, and that one just finally got over somebody. Oh, let me find it. RBI. They made up for that bases loaded brouhaha earlier in the game. Thank God. Thank God. But now, now this is where it gets. We're, we're in scary. the bad part. We're in the bad part of their bullpen where they're not chasing a win. Like they just have like their low leverage guys in. So we just gotta like cap kind of, you know. Let See, it I think I think that is bullshit. No offense to you, but I feel like every single major league team should not have low end guys because they are fucking major league ball players, dude. I don't get it. There are guys at the – oh, wait, no, never mind. This is – who's – is this Mary – oh, no, never mind. This is actually kind of high-leverage guy. Merriweather is nasty. I, I don't know anything about I thought that. Trent Thornton was still in. It's oh, still yes, fun JBJ, yes. Make him fun. No, it's Merriweather, and he's actually pretty good. Yeah, but, like, you get what I'm trying to say? No, I 100% agree, but there's, like – I don't know. I feel like teams just don't value the bullpen as much, and – that's, I think that's why Tampa is so good because they put so much stock into the bullpen. But then at the same time, their starters can't go more than four innings. What was the – I was watching, I think, maybe um, 
not foolish baseball, but maybe baseball doesn't exist or whatever. I, it, I forget. Uh, he was the podcast with uh, Carabas. Carabas, yeah. And, oh yeah, Johnny Gomes now on it. That dude. So you know that? Guy, oh, did you I listen to that whole episode? No, I haven't. With Johnny Gomes. Yeah. So they go into this rant about Ugeth Urbina. You know who signed him? No. My grandpa. Wait, actually. Yeah, and my mom represented him. She pulled out all of his contracts. They're somewhere up here. I don't know. Yeah, this is uh my mom's whole player oh contracts for Ugeth Urbina. Dude, what? I didn't even I gotta be honest, I didn't even know who this guy was until you just told me. He used to be a closer for the Red Sox. Oh, oh like in like, 2002 or some shit like yeah like before i even paid attention to baseball mm-hmm. yeah stupid speaking of venezuela dude what where's puig puig's in mexico he's in mexico i thought he was in japan is he shit yeah you you're right he was in mexico last year he's in japan yeah yeah puig cuban born yeah he's in the kvo bro the yeah, key womb heroes. That's a good league, bro. That's a good league for him because he's Dude, flashy and they'll love him over there. I was gonna say he's definitely a superstar in Japan or Korea right now. That's a that's a dude. That's a good league. Like there's legit talent over there. That's a, is that the best international league? I would yes yeah that right. or no I think it's the Nippon Nippon or what? Where's that? Japan. It's where Shohei was. And oh, like and all those guys. That's the yeah. second best league, and I think the KBO is like third. And then MLB, obviously. Yeah. Yo, this guy pitching for Boston right now, John Schreiber, <laughs> he's legit. I don't know I've why. Never seen him. Where's oh, Where's wow. he been this entire time? He's been in AAA, but don't don't pay attention to that first pitch. <laughs> he's Austin Bryce two but like I think a little better. Does it go to the backstop right here? Yeah, literally. Nice, nice, nice. Well, it was kind of filthy. Kind of had a lot of cut on it. There it is. 93 sidearm with heavy sink. Oh, my God. This is a Bloom guy? Yeah, they traded for him for – he was like a waiver claim or like a trade for cash from Detroit. Okay. He's like nasty AAA numbers. I mean, 94 from that arm slot. John Schreiber should be a mainstay in this bullpen. I, I Is this his first time pitching? I've never seen him. No, he was up last year when everyone got COVID, and then they brought him up because Hawk and Crawford couldn't get to Boston because their vaccination status. And uh, or couldn't <laughs> oh get. Oh my them. god, dude, this guy's stupid. Right, like uh, imagine trying. I I don't know how people hit that. He should be our sixth, seventh inning guy. Like he has legit plus stuff. He's oh. mid, he's low to mid from that arm slot. I mean. We have kids on my team that throw, like, sidearm, like, 72, and I can't hit that. Imagine 94. I mean, that's – Oh, my God. Why is he not in this bullpen all the time? Like, I don't know his, like, exact stats from AAA. Maybe he walks a ton of guys. Maybe not. I don't know, but I don't know. I think he should be in the bullpen. Oh, okay, right right on. Story's been elite at second base. Dude, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. His defense is Story totally made up for the quiet. He's an elite second baseman. Elite, dude. I mean, he's been making diving plays left and right. What What was the game where he, he kind of just won it himself? It was against it Tampa. Was, it was against Tampa. Yeah, let's get into the Tampa series while we're on that subject because 
You might as well. So might as well. Michael Walker threw the first game of that series, and he threw this game that on Wednesday the twenty seventh when we're recording. Michael Walker's good. Yeah, huge, huge pick. I mean, I knew he was good. I liked him in Tampa. Like I didn't have a I problem with the Cardinals in twenty in twenty thirteen. I mean, of course we did because you know, thank you very much. But, um, dude, I'd like to – and I think we kind of needed another older guy in the roster. Hopefully he keeps it up. Um, I think we – Doubt it. I think we need to exp- extend him. Not like – I wouldn't do it before the year's over. I would let the year play out. But if he keeps pitching like this, we have to bring him back next year. I mean, dude, he's got, what, two more years left? I really don't think he's that old. Dude, yeah. Let me look it up. They brought him up super young. He's 30. Yeah. He's only 30, dude. All right. So it's not bad. Speaking of 30-year-olds, where the hell is James Paxton? He had TJ. So he's out till like mid-season? Yeah, mid-season. So the contract was like, they're going to pay him nothing this year. And then he gets another year. And then there's like a, I don't know if next year's the option, team option or the year after that, but it's a team option. Basically, it's like uh, they're going to rehab with us and pitch like half a year and then we're going to evaluate you. Okay. Which is like, a, it's a low, like risk, high reward type thing, which Paxton, when he's healthy, is very good. It's just, he's never I'm shocked Paxton kind of like agreed to that contract. That would kind of suck. He's coming off TJ. What do you expect? As a 30-something-year-old. When Boston gets Paxton and uh, Sale back, I think they're going to be fine. I can't believe Sale is out to, like, mid-June or whatever. I can. I thought he was just – I thought he had, like, a little rib bruise or whatever. He's going to be out for a week and yeah, a half. He broke, his rib. he broke his rib. But, like, from the comebacker, like, at FGCU? If that, that hurts if you've never broken your rib. You ever broke your rib? I've never broken my rib. Extremely painful. It hurts to breathe when you break your rib. Dude, like a month and a half, or like not even a month and a half. Jesus, until June. Last year, I was uh on first base in our pit, and we were doing an inner squad. Pitcher picked off, hit me like in the rib, and it like caught the wrong spot and like broke my rib in half. One of the more painful things I've ever gone through. How long were you out? Oh, I didn't tell anybody. Because the rib popped outwards and not inwards, so it didn't hit my lung. So I was like, it was just like, it was extremely painful. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, I guess it was on my left side. So it's not my throwing side or like where I pinch when I would hit. So it was like, whatever. And you played through it. I mean, I didn't play. I was still like rehabbing from TJ. Like, don't you think you should have done something? There's nothing you can do. I went to the doctor's for it. They're like, yeah, there's nothing you can do. Like, just manage, do like pain management. Wow. Yeah. Are your ribs fucked up from that? Like, do you have like one just poking out? No, it's completely fine now. It, it healed after like four, four or five weeks. But like, as a pitcher, I think it's a little different because like he's torquing that so much. Yeah, like, well, I mean, hitters, you, you are too. As a hitter, you're torquing the – if you're a righty, you're torquing your right side. If you're a lefty, you're torquing your left side. But as a pitcher with Chris Sale, like, he's putting a ton of stress on his ribs when he's throwing. 
Yeah, I guess on more so. Dude, I'm just pissed off I drafted him in fantasy baseball because I thought he was going to be out for like a week. He did this before spring training. I didn't know it was going to be that long. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. I drafted a team and I haven't looked at it since opening day. Yeah, don't because uh, I don't think my team's going to win a game. I have to Grom and Sale both on my IL. Oh. It's just. Dude. That's I get I get beat by 100 every game. It's absurd. I thought I was so confident going in. Like, I had a strategy. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, grind it all out. I'm going to get all these old vets who play every day and, like, hopefully they'll produce. Nope. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. I feel like that. Because they get hurt that. all the time. It's, it's horrible, dude. And then I made this stupid trade because I have no pitching because everyone's hurt. This one kid wanted Tim Anderson, and I have Tim Anderson. I had him. So yeah. I traded him. For Bobby Witt and some reliever. And that was just the, the dumbest fucking trade I've ever made in my life. I feel that. I, I don't know why. Daniel Bard. I traded Tim Anderson and Cutter Crawford, because Cutter Crawford was sucking. For Cutter. Daniel Bard. Daniel Bard and Bobby Witt Jr. At least you got Bobby Witt back. Dude, he's, he's, he's not that good. He's very good. He'll turn it around. I'm currently losing 192 to 42. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So hopefully, I think the Red Sox kind of got this one on lock, but you never know. I said that last Yeah, there are four uh, in the top nine. For that last time. So um, hopefully they win. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next time on the Land of Lansdowne podcast. Exactly. Yeah, so uh oh wait, wait, one big thing. We forgot to do it. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Probably. Follower count. Follower count. <laughs> and Libby Don is at 5.3 million followers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been the Landing Land Podcast. The last time we Every single time we record, Libby Dunn gets 0.1 million followers. So Livy, uh shout us out. And uh, we'll see you next time. So thanks for listening.